Hey, all of you beautiful humans. Are you ready to find happiness? Welcome back to another episode of the Search for Serotonin podcast, the show all about destigmatizing mental illnesses, dismantling society's version of perfection, and helping you to find your own meaning of happiness. Join me, your host, Carolyn Farrick, as I have open, honest, and vulnerable conversations about my own mental health and my diagnosis with OCPD, a perfectionism personality disorder. We all deserve to find happiness on our own terms, and we don't need to find happiness alone. So welcome to the search committee. Hello to all of the beautiful humans out there. Welcome back to another episode of the Search for Serotonin podcast. I am your host, Carolyn Farrick, and we are back for another week to talk about mental health in my life, in the media, and how we can all find a little bit more serotonin in our own lives. So before we jump into talking about anything about this week's topic or anything like that, I just want to do a couple housekeeping things really quick, just so everybody in out there can know kind of um, what's going on on my end of things. Um, because in the next six to seven weeks, you know, I am kind of slammed. My weekends are booked. I usually do a lot of my editing and posting and scheduling for my episodes on the weekends. Um, So I'm going to have to be a little more on top of things these next couple weeks. But I just wanted to let you guys know that, yeah, my life is going to be a little chaotic. It's going to be a little busy. Um, I hope to get an episode out first thing every Monday. I plan on doing that. Um, But if for some reason I have to release later in the day on Monday, Tuesday, um, I will post to the Instagram to let you guys know. So if you want to stay updated with that, please, please, please go follow at Search for Serotonin on Instagram. Um, And also, I wanted to let you guys know, just in case these episodes are a little bit shorter or I don't go in depth as much with things, um, just know that I am pressed on time. So if I record a little less, you know, less time editing, and then I can get it up and out to you guys sooner. So that is kind of where I'm at. I just wanted to give everybody an update because I get so much anxiety if I don't post on time or, you know, it's not up to this standard that I've created in my head. But I appreciate you guys for being here, for coming back, for continuing this journey with me. And I am excited for these six weeks because it is just so many great life experiences that I've been looking forward to for a really long time. All right, we have a great episode coming up for you. I break down what I learned in therapy this week. I share Tina's words of wisdom and one really valuable thing that you can take away and start implementing into your life this week. In mental media, we're talking about a fun little docu-series that I found on Netflix this week. And finally, I will be wrapping up this episode um, with my recap of the suicide prevention walk that I attended this past weekend. All right, you guys, let's just get right into this week's episode and I will see you over in Therapy Think. It's time for Therapy Think, a segment all about destigmatizing mental health through therapy. During this segment, I will give you a sneak peek inside of my weekly therapy sessions and share what I took away from therapy this week. This week, therapy was a little different for me. Um, I usually do my therapy appointments on Saturday mornings, um, but 
for the next couple of weeks, my therapy appointments will have to be kind of scattered all over the place because literally for like the next six to seven weekends, Corbin and I will be away, busy doing stuff, running around. And so I literally have no time to do therapy on the weekends. Um, but this week I had therapy on Thursday, um, which was a real mess of a day because I woke up, I drove Corbin to work, had a bunch of driving anxiety that literally brought up a ton of feelings that I don't know why they were coming up, things that I haven't been worried about in a while. I was just feeling so out of control. Tina and I had a really, really good therapy session. I'm, you know, backtracking through the week, telling her about things that happened. You know, there were a lot of highs, a lot of lows. It felt like kind of like an up and down week, you know, constantly feeling like I was in a panic, but then something good would happen. And I'd be like, oh, okay, like things are going to be okay. And then I get in a panic again. And one of the things that I had come to realize when I was going through my week and talking it out with Tina was that I really got, you know, super emotional and I felt like, you know, really anxious because I was starting to feel out of control. And the reason I was starting to feel out of control is because, you know, something happened financially this week. And so it was like a lot of like financial things that I was stressing about. And I, like I said, made me feel out of control. And so when I get out of control, you know, I spiral. How can I fix this? What like problems or like what action steps could I take to fix this? But instead of like actually taking steps to like fix it or calm myself down or pull myself out of the moment, I get into that like what if spiral of like, well, what if this happens? But what if that happens? And then what if it's like this, 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 this. And then like it's 20 minutes later and you're literally like, what just happened? So I was explaining that to Tina and, you know, I was actually trying to be very transparent with, you know, the fears and the thoughts that were going through my head. And she was sitting there listening to them. And she was like, you were really like in the shame spiral, like full on up in it. And I was like, yeah, it wasn't good. But I was like, things came full circle at the end of the week. So it was all fine though. And she always comes through with her words of wisdom. So this week's words of wisdom from Tita were, you get two thoughts, two what ifs, you know, when something happens, you get two what ifs, and then you're done. You're done with it. And so I'm really excited to implement that this week, because I think that will be very helpful for me going forward, especially in these next like six or seven weeks. Um, like I said, I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff. Me and Corbin are doing a lot of traveling. We're going places. We have a couple weddings. Um, and so I just want to put it to use and be able to be in these social settings and be around, you know, people that we haven't seen in a really long time. And I don't want to be sitting there being like, well, I'm worried about like, my anxiety or I'm worried about like these feelings I want to just be able to be more present be more in the moment and just have fucking fun <laughs> all right that's it for therapy think I will see y'all over in mental media now it's time for mental media a segment that aims to dismantle society's version of perfection by discussing trending news stories and how they pertain to mental health if it's trending, then we're chatting about it. This week for Mental Media, 
I am going to be talking about another thing that I watched this week. I watched a fun little docu-series on Netflix called The Principles of Pleasure. And I put this documentary on when I was working the one day. And it's three individual episodes where they actually cover three separate areas of women's pleasure. So it's a really diverse cast. Um, They brought in a number of different women and um, different sex professionals who kind of break down the stereotypes that, or, you know, the misconceptions or the like not true things that society puts in our brain as women that prevent us from feeling pleasure, not only in our sex lives, but almost every other aspect of our lives. And so, you know, they interviewed, um, you know, just hetero cisgen women they interviewed lesbian women there were some transgender women which was phenomenal um they also include women of all ages you know people who are more in their 20s and then there were people all the way up to like being in their 50s the one woman was like I think she said she was like 55 but she was so wise and like I aspire to have that kind of like perspective when I'm older The reason that I am bringing up this documentary, aside from the fact that it is about women and all the women on this documentary were incredible, um, the reason I bring it up is because, you know, the first episode is heavily based around sexual pleasure. If you're under 18 or you are somebody who doesn't really feel comfortable watching that stuff, you might want to skip ahead. But in that episode, there is some really valuable information that they talk about specifically regarding anxiety, depression, and mental health. I can't remember the specific statistics right now. I'm not going to try and butcher them for you guys because that would just not be cool. Um, And so really what it was, it was saying, you know, the more you give yourself pleasure in your body, mind, and life, you know, the better it is for mental health. And so there's some studies that they talk about, some research. Um, So that is why I really wanted to talk about it on the podcast because, you know, I was watching the first episode and I'm like, damn, I didn't know I'd be learning about mental health when people were talking about sex. Like that to me is kind of interesting. So the second episode I really enjoyed because it took a different approach Um, that focused specifically on your mind and mental pleasure. And that one I think was the most interesting to me because it really got into like the psyche of women's brains and the sex therapists or sex educators really, really broke down like ways that society, you know, subconsciously programs our brain as women. You know, we need to make ourselves feel smaller. Um, And the way they lay it out is just so informative and really, really cool. So that's what they really talked about. Um, There was some great points about perfectionism at the end of the second episode and how, you know, perfectionism prevents us from experiencing pleasure. So as somebody who has OCPD, I found that really valuable to have as a takeaway. And then the third episode was actually probably like the most touching to me because it hit the most personal like chords in my life. And so it starts out by talking about, you know, we've covered you, your mind and your body. So now let's break it down when you add another person into the mix or you add, you know, a new partner into the mix or whatever you're adding into the mix, like any type of relationship, let's break that down. And it also discussed um, a lot about consent. 
which I think is super important. You know, they talk about, you know, specific instances in the media, in other shows that we constantly see where there is a lack of consent and it is supposed to be deemed, you know, sexy or passionate or, you know, heat of the moment. But when you're in real life and things aren't that way, then you start to get in your head and you start to doubt, well, well, it's not like in the movies or it's not like, what I see on TV. So is it even real? Do I like this? Do I want this kind of deal? Our mind and our, you know, down there area um, are on two different pages. So even though if you're, you know, trying to experience sexual pleasure and your body might be acting in a way that signals to your partner, oh, they're loving this, but your mind can be completely disassociated, disconnected. Um, There was a specific term that they used and it's like they broke it down even further about the mind-body disconnect, especially when it comes to women and all kinds of pleasure and how we feel like we need to adjust ourselves based on, you know, the person that we're with. And so I really, really, really loved that because that is something that I feel like I have struggled with as well, Um, you know. And I've always thought, you know, that's something wrong with me. Like, why is it always me? You know, I'm wrong. And they talk about that in the documentary too, about how women, you know, tend to blame and shame themselves. So if you are somebody who struggles with, you know, confidence, please watch this episode. The women in the docuseries give really honest and vulnerable answers. And, you know, a lot of what they were saying I've related to at one point or another in my life. Um, So feeling validated and feeling, you know, not alone in that was super cool. And I think honestly, my favorite part of the whole series was at the end of the final episode, they all started talking about, you know, sexual assault, um, sexual trauma, statistics and how like the one sexual educator says you know one to three or one to five I can't remember the specific number women have experienced some form of sexual trauma within their lifetime and then they start going through all of the participants who they've been interviewing for the entire docuseries and most if not all have a story or some experience some encounter with some kind of sexual trauma so Having them highlight that, I think, was a beautiful way to end the docuseries. As a woman, I felt empowered after watching it. I felt educated. I felt, you know, like I got a good laugh in. And I felt validated in some of the thoughts that I've always kind of kept inside my head. Um, So, yeah, I highly recommend it. Go watch it on Netflix. And I will see you back here for Serotonin Search or serotonin script. Oh my God. I forgot the name of my own segment. Anyway, guys, this is embarrassing. Bye. Our final segment of the week is serotonin script. This segment is all about filling your weekly prescription of serotonin. I will share what sparked serotonin in my life this week to hopefully inspire you to find your own version of happiness. If you want to share how you searched for your weekly dose of serotonin, then DM at the search for serotonin on Instagram to be featured on next week's segment of Serotonin Script. This week, my source of serotonin was participating in 
the Out of the Darkness Suicide Prevention Walk. So this walk was actually coordinated by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. It was a fundraising and awareness walk and event for suicide prevention. Um, it was really cool because I got to create a team and, you know, my mom, my dad, my older sister and her two daughters, and then my boyfriend Corbin and I all got together um, over the weekend to participate in this walk and being able to do this with, you know, my support team was a really big deal for me because, you know, my parents um, don't always understand, you know, suicide and mental health related topics because they're not used to those kinds of things. They didn't grow up talking about that kind of stuff. Um, so to be able to share this event and, you know, help spread more awareness to the people in my own life was a really, really cool thing to be able to do. It was such an amazing day. You know, we got there ahead of time and they had the beads table so you could get little bead necklaces um, in different colors based on how you were associated with suicide. So if you lost someone, you struggle personally yourself or you were just a supporter, you could get different colored beads and wear them around for the day. They had so many tables um, with different things, you know, you could donate at the event. Um, they had a little tattoo station um, with semicolon tattoos, like press-on tattoos, so people could go around and get those. They had free stuff that they were giving away, you know, like chapsticks. My niece got a fidget spinner. Um bags, t-shirts, all that kind of stuff. And then they also did an opening ceremony where they had some people speak. There was a keynote speaker um, and he was really awesome. And so that was really cool to hear everybody talk and to hear from people who had lost people in the past. It set a nice tone for the day because, you know, it helped remind people that is the reason that we were at the walk. That's the reason for the event. And it is to spread awareness, no matter how difficult. It was a really fun opening ceremony, a lot of stuff to do. So it was a really great day for a walk. Um, my family obviously did not complete the entire walk just because, you know, we had two kids with us and my dad, you know, he has a little bit of a handicap. So walking long distances isn't feasible for him. But the fact that we just got to go and be a part of it and, you know, fundraise and do it as a team meant so much to me. And I couldn't have asked for a better day. Alrighty, you guys, that is it for another episode of the Search for Serotonin podcast. Thank you all so much for being here for another week. And if you're struggling to find sources of serotonin in your own everyday life, head over to at the search for serotonin on Instagram and go to the link in the bio and you will find a free serotonin boost checklist with 10 ways that you can boost serotonin in your own life every single day. All right, you guys, I will see you back here next Monday and always remember to live loud.